Welcome, it's SB Pod. Stanford Steve alongside, as always. Summer's over, huh? Over. School's back. Football's here. We're good to go. I could give you a little Chris Berman off the top. A little Don Henley ringing in my ears. Uh, Scotty, nobody on the road. Nobody on the beach. They can feel it in the air. Summer's out of reach. (laughs) Uh, We'll be right back. Um, Boys of Summer. That's that's what that. I'm just give you a little boomer. Got it. I felt like that's felt like that was something boomer would give you. Boys, of summer. It's over. Football's back. The bus is still not showed up at our house, but uh, school will begin this week. On praise the heavenly Father. <laughs> okay, because I can't, my I can't play any more basement football. Mm. I can't referee anymore. I'm permanent quarterback. There's just mayhem in the basement. A lot of people listening around the country, they're like, what do you mean? Like, they've been back to school for a month. Yeah. Like in Florida? Oh. They're down there getting educated. Getting yeah, some, midterms coming up. Getting some book learning down there. Our kids are just sitting around going, is there any football on? Mm. Which is good. I'm like, hey, we watched some. Took the took the boy out to the snake pit. Uh, he got his first uh, his first trip to College Park, which was really cool. Uh, I, I just I, did, I had a, the most bizarre, not bizarre. It was just a, I don't know. Every now and then you just have like a moment, and and there's these back roads into um, College Park that I used to ride with my dad, and I don't ride them ever unless I'm going. You and I took them when we went out to practice. Okay, it's like there's like there's just sort of a back way to get there. Yep, and I'm riding, and I I'm with my I'm with my son and I went, I don't know how many hundreds of times on those roads <laughs> with my dad back in the day, going to Coalfield house and going to, it was known as bird stadium then. So just, I don't know. It was really cool on that first weekend. And then we're home in time to watch a lot of football during the day. And then it was a Gator Utah game, which I told you last week. And I told you when Bruce Feldman was on, that was the game that was most interesting to me. And I think it lived up to it, man. What a, what an incredible football game. Utah's really good, man. Mm-hmm. They're really good, and they played really well. Uh, they just couldn't stop fifteen uh, for Florida. Um, I, like I said, I felt like that was the game of the day to me. That was most interesting. I, I get that there were bigger brand names, and there were good games. I just is there is there a, a topic, a game, something that happened week one that you feel is was is worth talking about that most most interested you? Billy Napier. Bottom line. I uh, love the hire when they made it and understood what the roster was and why the move was made from the coach prior. Yep. But I will say he did recruit Anthony Richardson to Gainesville being Dan Mullen. Uh-huh. But you talk about these fan bases that are thirsty as hell and have no patience. And obviously everybody's on social media now, so everything gets amped up even more. But I think about the idea of having a guy who doesn't have an ego, who brings stability to a program and a foundation of this is how we're going to do it, whether you like it or not. And that's Billy Napier. And I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, The way that it went down, you know, all the way down to the end, you know, uh, it, it, it was a different different kind of game. I was watching uh, Kyle Whittingham's presser today, 
And I think he said there was like 27 missed tackles. Usually they have like eight or nine, you know, chalk that up to week one, you know, going across the country and playing as good of an opponent as you're going to play. Uh, but it's, it, it was, it was awesome to see because I mean, I look 13 years, man, it's been 13 years since Florida's won the SEC. And I know that's a hell of a lot longer for that fan base than it is for me that just watches games every Saturday. Five words for the Gator fans. They're, they, they know them or they're going to learn them. Scared money don't make money. As Coach Napier said that back in the day, and they played. They Look, they, they made a play when they had to. The difference when the game was over in total yards was five. Utah got to the five, got picked in the end zone. And what's what's the most interesting thing that happens in sports, I don't care what sport it is, is when you win the coin flip game because it allows you, if you're Florida, to mm-hmm. be so fired up looking ahead to Kentucky they come into your joint for a Saturday night game in the swamp. You got a chance to start 2-0, and and man, you start dreaming big. <laughs> and if Utah makes that catch, they leave there having won. It's a totally different week, which I, I wrote down a number of games. It started Thursday, Purdue-Penn State. Mm-hmm. Purdue's got a guy open third and six. DB makes a play. He's beat, but he makes a play. Penn State gets the ball back. They win. Your week's totally different. Penn State's getting ready for Ohio. James Franklin gets to tweet out Ohio, 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 and they're one and zero. And you're Purdue, and you're like, son of a gun, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're you're West Virginia. You're up. Oh. You got a you got a fourth and six, three or whatever it is. Do you go for it? Do you punt? You punt. I get why people are mad, but they trusted their defense. But Pitt goes the length of the field. They get a pick six. They win, and I got Narduzzi yelling at me about fans. Like, <laughs> coach, man. No one tell Coach Narduzzi that Las Vegas is disrespecting Pittsburgh this week and making you underdogs at home to Tennessee. Ooh. Don't tell him that. Mm-mm. Vegas disrespecting Pitt. He's laughing. I said, Coach, I got nothing to do with fan audience speculation. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Hail to Pitt. Yeah. But but think about how different their week is. Think about oh. how different. Think about how different everything is for both LSU and Florida State if somehow LSU pulls that thing out of the fire on Sunday night. I just there were a number of games this week where one player or another and everybody feels different. And nothing is as good or as bad as it seems after week one no. in college football. Nothing feels like this because you spend all from from January until now with the last month getting so ginned up, thinking about what your season's going to be. And if you lose one like that, you're like, but f- it, it's over. Mm. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. You gave you gave Nebraska a little pep talk last week. I'd say the same thing, particularly to Utah. Yep. You, you got shots, and you're good. You're good. Yeah. But man, that, there's nothing quite like what what how you feel if you end week one, one and oh, particularly if you win a game like this. Well, most of all, too, now, Scott, everybody thinks they know everything because they watch teams play one game. And I can't say it enough of being in it when I played is the idea of what you are week one and then what you are out of week two, let alone the end of the season. Is is the change as big as people say, like the biggest jump that you make is from week one to week two or whatever? Like, do you, you is that real? Yes. Okay. Yes, because especially now, I think even more so because think about all the teams that have quarterback situations. Mm-hmm. You're not letting your team touch that guy in practice for three. What do you weeks. mean? What do you mean situations? 
Well, you know, Anthony Richardson, he's, uh-huh. he's you know, first star ever in the swamp. Like they don't know exactly. They have an idea what they have, but you don't know. You don't know until you get out in the field and another team can come hit you. That's you know, every other situation, I just think of the quarterbacks, most importantly, and you think about the guys in new situations, you, you think you have an idea. You feel yeah. pretty good. Every, every coach wants to be optimistic, but you don't know until you go get hit in the mouth a couple times. And I just I, – it, it makes all the difference in the world, you know, and, and I go back, you know, my senior year, we got beat by, we went to Austin. They played NC state. They fumbled like four punts. NC state beat them week one. We go there. Uh, Mac Brown brings in Chris Sims. I was out Chris Sims game. They're up 50. He brings them in, throws another touchdown pass. I think they put 69 on us. We turn it around. We win the pack 10. We go to Rose bowl. So that's, that's where my mindset comes from is I understand everybody wants to go one and oh, but it's a hell of a lot easier said than done. And there's plenty of football to be excited about, no matter what your team is. Vanderbilt's one way hit a one one win away from hitting their season win total. They got all season. They need one. They got weight cut over. Yeah, they got weight coming in this week. They they won out in Hawaii and they mm-hmm. beat, I forget who they beat this week. Elon. There you go. Um I'd like to take a quick second to send a message of support to the triangle of toughness. Mm. to the 210. Look, I picked you guys in winners. Um, you covered. But that's a game as you well know against Houston could could very easily have won. Maybe even you could say should have. I don't know. You outgained Houston by about 100, but Jeff Trailer, your quarterback Frank Harris, mm. that's that's it. That, to see that joint filled full of people, um I mean, Houston had to battle their butts off, and all credit to them. Yep, they they won, and that if you didn't see it, the Clayton Tune, their quarterback, Whew. who I think was he was he after Klingler? I think he came in after <laughs> Klingler. I'm I can't remember for sure. He's been he's been a college QB for a while. He flips in for that two point conversion, which is the the dumbest rule in sports, mm-hmm. um, to win the game. And you could see Holgerson just looking around with his bemused look on his face, and he just kept. You could see him. He kept going, "Wow." Wow. And I mean, wow's right. That was a hell of a college football game. Um, but I mean, for UTSA, you, you got on the big stage. You had a chance yeah. against an in-state rival from a from a power conference and could have slash should have didn't. But I mean, as much as getting an attaboy from my dumbass would matter. I mean, you got you guys should walk off that field proud because the difference between them and you is was two points. I was at home. Uh, what a what a football game! My it was my favorite game of the weekend, and it's not even close uh, because of when I think about UTSA and and knowing a little tra- coach trailer a little bit and knowing the opportunity they had. Houston coming in with all the accolades this year. There this year since last year Cincinnati, and that's everything you want because now yep. you know what you got. They well, got to come you, to your house. Yeah, but but if you're if you're Houston, that's all you want. You need that buzz early yep. to try to build a case for yourself. So you're right. They come in with all that. But UTSA is like, hey man, we won a bowl game last year. We're yeah. like, we're we're they they got every reason to feel like there's not a whole lot of difference between us and them, and there wasn't. And the and the playmaking ability was just incredible on both sides. Agreed. Third down conversions, tune, Harris, uh, you know. Clock management, you know, when you only got about three plays for road runners and they get the ball down, get the ball set, you make the field goal. That's the other thing. I mean, there were some pressure kicks made on both sides. And then you go to overtime, unbelievable 
plays made there. And it just had everything, everything, everything. And that's, that's what you want. And that's why I know you lost, but you got to feel good, even though you got to go up to Mikey stadium this week. I mean, if there's a complete opposite of Houston, it's probably army. Uh, So I'm really interested in that game because I want to see how they respond, knowing what army brings to the table. And it'll be interesting to see how Army responds after mm. they played Coastal and and Coastal beat them in a, in, a, in a really interesting matchup of just styles and and all the rest. But I mean, UTSA knows that that in our show and in me and you, they've got two guys that are that yep. are paying attention, um, who've got their backs and recognize like we see you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if that matters. I don't know if you care, but you know, you got they two know. guys. They know. Well, they got they got two guys that see them <laughs> and have just I, I just. Get a kick out of watching how they play, and it yep. all starts. It all starts with trailer. That's yep. that, that's a that's a program. You know, they're they've they've built culture. We talk about it. Easy to put on a bumper sticker. Easy to put on a shirt. That's a real thing they got, man. So you didn't win, but you didn't lose. If that makes any damn sense. Um, <laughs> fun fun first weekend. I I'm, I mean, there's a million different ways to go, and at the end of all of it, I just have written underneath like. I didn't talk Arkansas and Cincy. I watched that. That game was awesome. I think Cincinnati's yeah. good. They could they, they had a couple calls to go against them. They'd missed some field goals, blah, blah, blah. But underneath all these different things I jotted down, I have I have two teams written down, and it says you it says UGA Bama gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, Utah State's not terrible. But they, they, no, they could have they could have gotten seven downs. Their possessions could have been seven downs. They weren't getting, they weren't gonna score. You know, it, Georgia played Oregon. Oregon was ranked 11th. They didn't have any chance. Mm. Georgia no. scored seven straight touchdowns. Looked like me on EA 2014 or whatever that game is. I still play. You don't want me in that. Any of y'all out there, send me your gamer code. Clown your ass. But I mean, those two teams, whew. I mean, Ohio State may be there. That was, I didn't see a ton of that game because I was so locked into Florida, Utah, but, um, I, I mean, like Ohio State, are you worried that like, oh, what's wrong with the offense? Nothing. Notre Dame's good on defense and Ohio State will take a jump. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, just going back to Georgia and Alabama and watching teams. Uh, I did want to mention SC before we move on. I watched them back on tape today. Good God. What'd you, what'd you see? Because like, it, I didn't. It's I, scary, Scott. It's how so? scary. Because here's what I'm just watching in a sense for next week. They go to Stanford. It's on ABC. This is going to be everybody's first look at both teams because they were both on the Pac-12 network uh, last week. So no one saw those games. So just all, going all, back. All due respect. Wa- yeah, all due respect. We, I mean, come on. Conference champions. It's 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 crazy to look at the difference of what SC has been, and then you see him come out and like you talk about stretching the field and having to go sideline to sideline. They got three running backs, they got five receivers. I thought the O line did. I know it's Rice, but they looked on Keel. There, you know, there there's there's good cohesion there, and I think the defense has has a lot of playmakers, and they just. Speed, man. They they just have so much speed. And when Caleb's right, you know, they'll because I didn't know he was this much of a runner. You know, everybody around here in DC just talking about Caleb Williams, Kelly Williams, you know, watch out for him out of Oklahoma. I'm like, all right, you know, he's gonna be a slinger and you know, throw it around the yard with Lincoln Riley. And then they you just see Lincoln the play calling and that you know, they'll run, they'll run the running back, ride to side, ride to side, and then sure enough, first play, second quarter, boom, he keeps it, takes it off. But 
I mean, the weapons are the toys are plentiful for Caleb to play with SC. It's a horrifying matchup, I think, for Stanford, knowing that they don't have a lot of team speed. And I think the way to get SC is you're going to have to create pressure with three and four guys. And not only is that, that, I think, a weakness in the sport of elite defenders on the on the line of scrimmage, but Stanford doesn't really have any. Uh, and I think that's the only way you're going to get to them is you got to make them uncomfortable. And I don't know if they have the goods for that. And I just think about the speed they bring to the table. They have active guys up front that'll that'll confuse Stanford with the run game. So I am holding my breath uh, for that game Saturday night because SC looked uh, looked apart. I, I thought they might be a little sluggish. You know, everybody talking about them, all the hype, but they 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 got hit in the mouth early and, and they just poured it on. Steve took rice. I did. I did. Uh, thought uh, Coach Bloom, uh, you know, former Stanford guy, would get the game tight. And uh, when you throw three pick sixes, you yeah. got to throw the run game out of the book, Scott. Yeah, 20, 21 <laughs> on three pick sixes. That's tough. It's tough go to, well. Tough to get the cleanup on aisle three and get that to cover 10. Um, yeah. Well, four, oh. two, and one week for winners. No big deal. No big deal. Just They're free, right? Do I have to pay for those? It's free. So on television, it's free. It's a little segment. I get it. All you, everybody else out there on Twitter, you guys, you guys are way better at gambling because you never lose your picks. You, you just yeah. win and win and win, which mm. is that's what a what a fun trick that is. Um, you guys have there on the old bird. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Turn that but, thing off on the weekends. That's I do want to say this about Georgia and Florida. I do think um, there's going to be more stability with Alabama on the offensive line, which is going to help things, and I think that's what Saban wants most. Uh, is more balanced, where it's just not Bryce dropping back every play. They have plenty of guys. Don't worry about it. Um, but their defense, like I talk about, there's not a lot. That 31 and and Dallas Turner on the edge, like they have multiple edge guys where some teams don't even have one. So they're going to be there all year. And I think maybe the best weekend might have been Utah State, knowing they don't have to play them again and <laughs> get the hell out of there. Uh, yeah. But – but to move to Georgia, to hear Jesse Palmer say that's the best he's ever seen Stetson Bennett play in a game where everybody's dying to see the new toys he has to play with, and they score, what was it, seven straight? Seven. Straight. Seven. I Whatever mean, it was. Good God. Uh, I think the cupboards are all right. They're not bare in Athens. And uh, good luck uh, getting getting them uh, in a close game in the fourth quarter. So, yes, I do believe they those two are in their own tier. As as advertised, so we got Ooh. we got a little glimpse, a little look at uh, the best in the country, uh, and that's week two. Is the, it's I mean, Steve gave you the uh, you know the Stanford USC game. Uh, there aren't a ton of giant games, but then you know the more I look through it, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, there's better than you think. Absolutely. Well, just one one little heads up, a little careful. Shout to uh, College Station. Mm-hmm. We get it. You got Miami coming in, then you got Arkansas coming in after that. App State scored 40 in the fourth. That's just such a pain in the butt game to have to play. Now, they're Aggies are favored by 17. They had one of those weird weather games where there's no rhythm. They had to wait yeah. for hours and whatever else. And then here comes a team that scored 60 and didn't win. Mm. Um, so the good news is you're going to score some, but they're going to get some too. And that's just it's one of those those scarier games than you just would like before the games that everybody's kind of thinking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tricky, yeah. Tricky and spot. I'll, 
Yeah, I'll say this on the other side of that. I think Jimbo wants this because, again, he's going to get to know what he has after after this game. And you know, if you want to if if you want to get to where they want to get to that fan base, you got to go. You got to go take care of business every single week. And I think this, this very interesting game. The one game I have my eyes on this week is going to be the late one uh, Saturday night, and that's the boys from Waco going out to Provo. That's going to be a rock'em sock'em. I can't wait to see that game this Saturday. That's I agree. Uh, when we, for our for Sports Center, we were going through this weekend's games and sort of things we might be talking about later in the week. And and you know, that I said, look, don't don't miss what that is. That's a that's rank versus rank. Yeah, it's really physical styles of play. Love what Aranda's done at and Waco. He's just all business. Mm-hmm. And those BYU dudes, I mean, and they're dudes, adults. Yes. <laughs> If, if people with families out there playing, um, there that's a rugged bunch, man. That'll be a mm. that'll be a tough football game. I don't know. What, is that like ten thirty? Yeah, ten fifteen. That's the best. The yeah. best. You know what else was the best? Was it was like one in the morning, and somehow I was still watching Mississippi State play Memphis because they had weather, and it was just like, what's this? Why is mm. this still being? Oh, that's right. They like how drunk were people in Hattiesburg? Like it was a day game. And you got Memphis in there, and they know how to they know how to get after it. I'm, can you imagine? You get like five hours a day drinking in when they're not playing, then it t- turns into a night game. No, yeah, no. You got to be you got to be built for that one. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Before we move on, one quick thing to mention: the new College Game Day podcast with the great Reese Davis and Pete Thamel, also great. Cranking out new episodes three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Monday, they recap the action from the weekend. Wednesday, bringing in David Pollack to get his take on the college football landscape. Friday, picking games with college football numbers guru Bill Connolly. That's the College Game Day podcast. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Watch it on ESPN College Football YouTube page. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Thursday, we get the world champs at home against Buffalo. Are the Rams dogs at home against Buffalo? Is that real life? Not in my eyes. I know who I'm taking. I just, I mean, it's just like, ugh. I mean, Buffalo's fascinating. Is anybody going to say anything? Here, I'm just going to put this that way for you. Is anybody going to say anything bad about Buffalo this year? Nope, because they, because everyone, everyone loves, everyone loves the fan base because they jump off buses onto flaming tables. Everyone loves Josh Allen because he can throw the ball 90 yards and he can run over you. Um, I think people like people like a lot about what they are. I mean, I could keep going. Of the, There's a long list of things. They chuck sex toys on the field at times. It's fine. <laughs> you know, we like to party. But and they lost to the Chiefs in a game where everyone was mad that they didn't get a chance to get the ball in overtime. After they were basically not stopped forever in the yeah. fourth. And then what happened to the Chiefs the next week? 
They got beat by a team who didn't get the ball in overtime either, but they picked <laughs> off Mahomes and won. So I, I get what you're saying. It's you know they're, they're, Buffalo is the darling of oh my everything. Lord, um, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I get it. I, I I'm anxious to watch them play too. It is just interesting though because I think I think the AFC has a number of teams that didn't make the playoffs last year mm. that feel that feel dangerous to me. Mm-hmm. I'd Baltimore is on that list. Super Bowl. Whoa. Yep. Uh, uh, That's my pick. I'll stop the bus right there and let the floor is yours. Okay. Uh, I just think about what they get back, Scott, from just the guys they didn't have last year. Insane. And I think about what they were when they just lost Lamar at the end of the year. They were in every single game. You talk Organi- about organization. It, top to, top, you talk, top you talked about culture before. Yep. If there's one team that's got it, it is that team. Go look at their season last year. <laughs> look at the games they won and lost. It's absolutely ridiculous and impossible the way they won and lost games and lost players as well, which started before the season even start even got underway when they were just unfortunately they just lost running backs and defensive backs and all year. Look, everyone gets injured, but not like that. Uh, yeah. So that. I mean, you're talking about all pros they didn't have and have absolute impact, guys. When I when I think of Dobbins, fantasy-wise, I don't know yet. Sorry. Um, not sure about week one, but he will be a guy. Don't worry about him. He's he's tremendous. And then I think about the multiplicity of their offense, right? And everybody mm-hmm. wants to see Lamar throw the ball down the field more. But you know what else works? Throwing the ball and completing passes. You know what they got? is an absolute weapon in Isaiah Likely. They also got Charlie Kohler. I'm not sure about his health. I think he was nicked up a little bit. I expect big things from him. And also with those two guys, what helps them is in protection. And when Lamar's got in trouble, he's gotten pressured, and that's when he's made bad decisions. So I just love what they did in the draft. They got Hamilton out of Notre Dame at safety. He might have been my favorite defensive player in the draft. So I think they have impact guys like top-of-the-line impact guys they didn't have last year. And I think they get all those guys back, and that's – you just – I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm a believer with John Harbaugh and a plug-in-and-play guy in that culture. So that's why I like them this year. Baltimore, yes, I like them. Mm-hmm. But I like the Chargers, too. Okay. Um, and I'm interested to see what they are on defense. You throw Mac now behind what they've got up front. you got arguably the best safety in the game who got paid. He's healthy. Herbert in you saw him take the step forward. I, you know, look, they're they're an odd sequence away from getting in at the end of, at the end of last year against uh, against Vegas in that last game of this of the regular season. But I feel like the the Ravens, the Chargers, I think the Colts are a playoff team as well. Yes. So at, like that every year there's turnover. Mm-hmm. A year ago, there were two different teams in the NFC, two different teams in the AFC. I feel like there's three teams in the AFC now. Now, so that means I have to take three out. I don't know who the three are that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Patriots feel like they're challenged offensively. Maybe they're just playing cat and mouse. Um, maybe it's the Chargers that take the Raiders spot this year. Uh, but I, I, I got to take three out to get these three in. Mm-hmm. Steelers. I don't know. Trubisky now apparently is QB one. 
Um, no, thank you. Well, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But I really, I'm with you on Baltimore. I'm not saying Super Bowl just because I'm not prepared to say anything before this. I see somebody play a week. Mm-hmm. Chargers and Colts. Those, I feel like those are three playoff teams this year. Um, and I'm interested to see. I'm, I mean, look, there's always storylines that are fun. To me, Jacksonville's an interesting storyline. Just what, what's Peterson do? You know, you get an offensive-minded guy that won a Super Bowl with Foles in uh, in Philadelphia. Does Lawrence take a step forward? Because you made the point last year. Here's this guy that goes number one. He was bad, and it was like he didn't even exist last year. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was he'd play on Sunday. The highlight would be like the last one in the show. They lost. No one talked about it. It was like an, it was like being the invisible man for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, Etienne is help is healthy there. They get Kirk. They get they pay all that money. I mean. Yeah. I guess what I'm doing right now, I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, but what yeah. I'm saying is that if you look at a bunch of different teams, you could say, here's what makes them interesting, at least before they played a game. And then I go, oh, they're not interesting. They stink. And that's what makes this league fascinating, Scott, because that, and that's where I always look towards the bottom end of things where people just want to talk about Tom Brady and Patrick mean, Mahomes oh, right. and all that stuff. Like I, I want to see the other stuff. I, I'm t- I know what those guys are going to do. I know what they're where they're going to be at a certain point in the season. I at, at this time of year when everybody's optimistic about their team, those are the teams I want to see because I want to see the change. I want to see the direction and the difference of directions. The average person doesn't even know who the Jaguars coach is right now. They'll just every time you mention them, they're just going to mention their head coach from last year. So it's it's teams like that that are, are really intriguing to me. Uh, because it's it's something different, and I like something different being what we do and knowing how tiresome things can get in in a quick amount of time, if that makes any sense. Who wins the NFC East? Ooh, this Philly love is getting absolutely out of control. I had a feeling that that, that might have stuck in your craw a little bit, right? Wow, like- it is insane. I Listen, I... I can't. I can't argue with what they did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think uh, Coach Stoutland, who's the offensive line coach, who goes roots go way back to Connecticut. That um, he's he's noggy, noggy. No, 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 no. Not by Groton. <laughs> no, no. He. I mean, he's coached everywhere. I mean, he was a saving guy early at Michigan State. Went to Alabama, and now he's found a home in Philly. Was the coach when they won the Super Bowl there? He's the line. He's the guy that makes that thing go. He's the best old line coach in the planet, in my opinion. And when I go back and watch last year, I'm like, how the hell? I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the Eagles every week early in the year. And then I started watching them. I'm like, wow, they are doing some serious stuff in the run game. Why are they doing that? Because they're compensating for their quarterback not being the most accurate guy. And that's my worry for Eagles fans. I know you got A.J. Brown, you got Little Rieger, everybody you know, couldn't stand that guy, blah, blah, blah. You need more from your quarterback in Jalen Hurts throwing the football, and I don't know if that's there. I, I wonder how close he is to his, his ceiling. So I'll go, oh, man, <sighs> am I really going to pick the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, I'll pick the Cowboys in the okay. NFC East. I just think, I think they're interesting just – you lose your most talented offensive lineman mm-hmm. um, for some period of time. Uh, you lose Cooper. You lose Gallup for some period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense was nasty last year. Yes. I mean, their defense was their defense was a strength that people just didn't anticipate. Uh, I don't know. They're just 
maybe it's just i mean this is where you oh you're a washington fan so you that's been a long time ago that the cowboys and they were then the redskins was like a thing and when it was a thing it was awesome it's not that i just like you, like, you want to tell me the last super bowl they won? it's just really hard for me to ever yeah. buy them as like the play no doubt but you're, no talking doubt. About winning, you're talking about winning the East. Yeah, I, I, I'd still say them. Okay. But I think I think Philadelphia is obviously uh, look, they made the playoffs last year, which was pretty amazing. Yes. Um, what do you th- if you're if you were a betting man mm-hmm. and obviously <laughs> not afraid? You think Lance is a, Trey Lance is a success this year with San Francisco or you think that they, they end up he can't do it and they go, you know what? Garoppolo's ceiling's not high, but it's we can win. See, that's that feels like a lo- great question. I think it's a loaded question because when I think about that, I go into try and figure out the mind of Kyle Shanahan, who I think is absolutely phenomenal at what he does. And I think there's always a plan with what he does. And right, but okay, just let me interject when, one thing. Then what? Then then the plan with Garoppolo, like it's really odd. Did they thought yep. there was a market? There wasn't a market. You end up with a guy because if he's Everyone wanted Lance because the mm-hmm. most popular guy in every city is the backup quarterback. Yep. And le- and then it's just like going for it on fourth down. Then if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. now you go, oh, well, if you're San Francisco and it doesn't work, and I'm not saying it won't, but if it doesn't, then, okay, well, Garoppolo, you know, we got to the Super Bowl when he was our quarterback. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. he becomes the most popular guy. So I just think it's, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm asking a loaded question. I know. I just, I guess I defer to your expertise and sort of, well, like, do you really think is it is going to work? I, I think it'll work. Here's the deal, though. Like, what are you saying it works? Them go to the playoffs? Yes. I'm saying it works, works so that Trey Lance is a starter and it's not week four and people are saying, yes, is Garoppolo. We're, we're, we're picking up the, the phone under the glass and making the call to the to the backup. You, so, yes, it works. Yes, yeah. I think it works. I think okay. it works. I do. Th- I, I, I think they have. A lot of other things to lean on. We know how creative he is in the run game. Uh, we obviously saw that with the addition of Debo and the in the multiple things he did offensively. They're still going to run the football. He's he's as good as there is is, is designing run run game out there. So I I do think it's land. I did find it pretty interesting. Somebody said pointed out, you know what happens when the teams know they got their guy right. Kansas City knew they had Mahomes. Alex Smith traded. Ravens knew they had Lamar, Joe Flacco gone. And you could go down the list of, of instances that happen. And then this is the one where it's like, mm, all right, we'll, we'll keep them. So I think, that, I, I think they look at this benefit as a benefit because when I start thinking about the quarterback situation, Scott, in the league, there's not a lot of guys where if a guy goes down, you're like, okay, they can win with him. And that's one thing I'll think about the, the 49ers. We're like, you know what? They're really in a good situation there if something terrible were to happen to that position because I'm looking at these backup quarterbacks. I'm like, whoa, that's a big drop-off uh, no matter what the team is. So um, it's a it's a fascinating situation for sure. And I, it, it's funny. You know, you always said what's wrong with Garoppolo, and now really are all those people going to be like, oh, maybe they should go back to Garoppolo. That, that's what I find interesting because, you know, everybody's experts after watching – games on TV and they know what Kyle Shanahan should do. So you think of, you think fields takes a step forward in Chicago year two. He's, he's an interesting one to me just because, I mean, I talked about year two for Lawrence, right? And Mm -hmm. you go ETN, if he's healthy, Kirk, 
is 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 a difference maker potentially even though i get I maybe mean, people are like wow he got paid a ton of money well he's he's a really good slot receiver mm-hmm. um so those are a couple of second year guys fields who's he got okay we got mooney Oof. uh we got come pick him yeah. up uh we got montgomery behind us you can get khalil herbert involved a little passing game blah 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 it's like uh i'm not hitting you with a ton of difference makers here no. am i well the so, problem is you if you didn't fail to mention the biggest problem is what you didn't mention. And that's who's in front of him when he takes the snaps, because that's the issue I have is with that offensive line. And when I think about, uh, you know, what they're up against, it's, it's kind of tough because I, you know, everybody's making a big deal with Detroit. I understand it. They're going to be better. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think Minnesota is a really, really intriguing team because of, getting it at a, a, a totally different uh, system change with O'Connell coming in, who's an offensive guy, a quarterback expert. I'm, I really want to see what they bring to the table, but I just don't think the bears have things around fields to help him succeed. And so many times in this league, you go back and look at these guys, these quarterbacks, especially mostly that have been drafted to the top of these situation, top of the draft. What are the situations they're in? There's not many guys that could have got out of those situations when you go back and look at guys that have failed. Um, you know, everybody always points to, you know, David Carr uh, and, you know, being that guy that was supposed to turn a friend. I was like, the franchise just started. We're kind of put a whole lot on this guy's plate. And then he turned into a tackling dummy. Um, and it wasn't his fault, but no one was going to succeed in that situation. So I think Fields is up against it. I really want to see how he takes things, knowing that, um, you know, it's probably going to be pretty humbling, but I have confidence in him. I just don't know how much that offense could withstand and produce knowing they're not that talented. I have one more quarterback question for you. Okay. You go out and you trade for Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You, had, you got Jalen Waddle. Running back situation in Miami is a bit of a question mark. You brought in a guy in Edmonds from Arizona. You got Raheem Mostert, who if he's, if he's healthy, and unfortunately he just hasn't been, but that's mm-hmm. a guy with top end speed and uh mm-hmm. the ability to 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 uh, be a difference maker uh Gesicki was uh, uh i think a, took a took a giant leap last year at tight end you got some yep. people the question is are you a believer in Tua I am I am a believer in Tua is he a MVP at a league candidate no doesn't have to be I understand that, and that's what I'm getting. But people want every, all these quarterbacks to be MV, be in the MVP conversation. What's wrong with having a good football team and going to the playoffs? Nothing. And my quarterback is above average. Nothing. You know? Like it's Nothing. just so stupid to me. I and, could. Yeah. You know, go ahead. He, go ahead. Tua is a risk taker as a thrower. You saw it at Alabama, and what has happened is he's done it again, and he's a major anticipator of throws. And what does that mean? He's going to throw the ball into tight windows and give his guys chances to throw, catch the ball. Does it always work out? No, because the defenders in the NFL are better than they were in the SEC. So how about we give the guy a little bit of a learning curve and maybe give him a little bit of time when they pro- – I mean, how many games were the Dolphins favored in, in in games that he was a quarterback? Under half, easily, right? Yeah. You know, so he's up against it. Do you want to just throw them away? Who 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 else is out there? I it's you the, know the, the the issue that you're that you were alluding to that drives me nuts when it comes to quarterbacks is when we talk about them, it's 
if you're not referenced like Rogers or Brady <laughs> or Mahomes, yep. Now, then it's like you're a bum, you know? Exactly. There, and it's and I understand to a degree why because it's the most scrutinized position in sports. Fine, but but two is is the biggest. Uh, the biggest lightning rod, like the, the whole two anon thing, and like the, mm-hmm. the defenders are ready to rally, which I appreciate. Um, I think you're allowed to, you, you should be allowed to be critical because there's things that, that can be criticized of him. But he comes out of Bama, he's a winner, got drafted high. The irony was you, you didn't have to lose every game to get him, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. <laughs> but it's like you wanted him to be something that maybe he isn't. As if what he is isn't enough. And I think if he stays healthy and is the guy for the year, then you're going to find out that he is enough. That's what I would think. Because mm-hmm. be- I'm a buyer. Yep. And I'm not telling, like, you don't have to be Dan Marino, but let's go through Miami's quarterbacks since. It's not quite <laughs> Elway in Denver, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. Mean, you, you don't have, you don't have some proud tradition of late that he has underperformed. Um, and and you speak of social media. I mean, okay, so we're going to, well, we got a, <laughs> we got an iPhone video of a, of a pass. It's deep. That's maybe, yeah. is it Tyreek Hill? And he had to slow down. Well, he's the fastest dude out there. What do we do? <laughs> what are we doing? I just, he, he, he's so interesting to me. Uh, Cause I don't know what it is that people want him to be, that he isn't that allows you to say that, well, is this his team? And maybe it was because of Flores and did he not buy it? And what, okay. Mm. He's not there now. Um, yeah. So I, this is the year we find out, I would think with, with a little bit of clarity. Um, and it sounds like you and I are both on sort of team two over here. Yeah. I'm not going to throw the guy to the curb because he was on an inferior team and he was trying to make plays like What do you want your quarterback to do? I, I need don't to see more of it. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You got anything for me? Uh, doesn't have to be football because I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, also, my NFC pick uh, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Saints. <laughs> the f- are you talking about? What? Come on. I love the capability of that team. Love it. Mike Thomas. Haven't seen in a couple years. Well, I, I, what? Camara. The last couple of years. Camara. You I love Camara. One of my favorite players. I don't yeah. know what I don't know what happened in Vegas. It didn't no. sound great. I don't know what what we got coming down NFL wise. Is it next year? Maybe. Yeah. Jameis Winston. The last. I mean, I'm a Jameis fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hurt his knee badly. Uh, I it just. That's a lot. That's a lot of buy-in. That defense, buy-in that defense is real. I love that defense. Right. And you know who they ain't afraid of? Tampa Bay. The team everybody wants to talk about. So. All right. All right. Ravens Saints. What are, what are my odds on that one? Long. <laughs> All right. You know what I you know what I admire? You gave me a pick cuz yeah, if you asked me I would just no. say a bunch of words and not pick yeah. anything. So there. Nothing. There we go. Okay. We uh since you came back to work, we've been up against it uh say US Open, Little League games. Mm-hmm. You know, Sporting events that don't have a clock. Yep. Okay. And we don't do well with those because I, we don't I, know when we're going to go on TV. Correct. Yep, yep. Okay. How would you like it if you were calling 
the Texas A&M game, that was an 11 a.m. local kick, right? Uh-huh. And what'd they get? About a quarter in? Maybe a quarter and a half? Roughly. You're a weather nerd. You know this weather's coming in. And you're just staring at the weather, waiting and waiting and waiting to see when this game restarts. You can't leave. You have to finish the game. And that game started, I believe, at 5, restarted at 5 p.m. Eastern. How would you do in those four-plus hours? Not great. Not great. Would you just eat? Yeah. I think I'd just go to the press box and just start housing brisket. Um, just grab a nap because it's like, we're not going to show You can't go outside, you know, because no, you lightning you, and thunderstorms. Well, and it's uh, the heat and humidity. You'd melt. Yeah. You'd melt. <laughs> Where's Van Pelt? Oh, he's, he's melted. He's, he's gone. He's like a popsicle. Just he locked but, the bathroom and he won't let anybody in. No, he's, he's taking a nap. <laughs> he turned the AC on 60 and he's just got his binky and he shut her down. Now that would look, that'd be tough. And that's old, horrible. Old folks like us remember just back in the day before Doppler and whatever else, you just played. Oh, I will be all right. I'm not saying it was smart. It's just you just kind of kept on trucking. Yeah. Now we got weather delays, which is mm-hmm. a smarter way to behave. But no, that wouldn't be great if you're on the play by play side. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's only one day a week. That's your Saturday. I mean, we had it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we're, you know, on time scheduled at 11 bells. We got we got a night match starting at 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and tell you right now, we're not coming on 11. Correct. But I just, you know, then that circumstance of the delayed game, maybe you had a flight out that evening and then you had to miss your flight out that evening and that made you stay a whole nother night in a city. I know how you don't like spending under extra nights in a yeah, city and then, like, unless, college, it's Las, unless it's Las Vegas. Right. But don't do that. You don't just get on the plane. You remember the you remember the, the talk we had. Just get on the plane. Ah, just gonna stick around for another night. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, but see, it'd be tough, like College Station, because I mean, where are you getting direct from College Station? Now you got to, now you got to connect. You got to drive to somewhere, Houston. right? Drive to Houston. To, mm. That's it's. I mean, college football travel. I just say, as as the season begins, to all the men and women out there that are that are humping it from here to there, good on you. Yeah. Get those, get those, get those miles. Travel safe, and and I'm thinking good thoughts for you because travel has been a bear this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hope it gets better. Football's back. Bus is coming soon. I got one more fantasy draft. Steve's in it. Steve is just, I just want everybody out there to know something. Steve, the is teaming up with a guy and is now the GM. And so now he, I, we're, we're going to be head to head on Sundays. So I'm going to make it hurt. And I'm, I'm going to, I decided I thought I'm going to be even worse now on Sundays for fantasy football because of this. How about that? Hopefully like, it's only once this year. Uh, I don't know. I'll check the schedule. Mm. I, I just kind of just get get your. I, I mean, you, you just weren't very honest about what was going on there. You know. <laughs> I mean, what, what, it doesn't matter to you. You're a champion. What what, what am I? Well, I just would rather not go head to head with your knowledge. It's way I'm trying. I'm trying to buy a part ownership in the worst team in the league. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm the Sacramento Kings. Why? Why you got to disrespect the Kings like that? Mm. Kevin Hurd is on them. They're making the playoffs this year. Mark it down. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be good. Football's back. Hope you're well. And uh, that's a wrap. We'll see you next week.